0: Good day, good day, and welcome to Your Voice, Your Power. I am Anika Wilson, and today I have with me a woman that does something that I totally get, understand, and respect, but you have never heard on this show. I want to introduce to you Leslie Helper. Hey, Leslie. Hi, Anika. Very nice to be here with you. I am excited for you to um, share uh, your gift with listeners, because I know it's something that they can definitely respect and benefit from, but I know they've never heard it. So can you tell them what it is that your title, so they know what you do, and then
1: explain what it is that you do? Yeah, well actually, you know, my title, when I just kind of like quickly describe to people what I do, I'll just tell them, as well as being a composer and a creative director, I work as a voice coach and a lot of people have heard of you know voice coach and they'll think Mm -hmm. okay so you teach people how to sing and that's when you know I can start to more deeply explain what a voice coach is uh, through through the work that I do okay
0: yeah so what what, when, when I think of a voice coach, I think about something that I see on TV, you know, in high school musical and, 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 you know, reality shows and all these things. You see a voice coach or people that want to sing, but you actually go way deeper than that. Can you tell listeners, like if they were to work with you or what type of voices
1: do you coach? Yeah. Well, for the last 15, 20 years, I've developed a modality that is called therapeutic vocal performance technique. And a lot of people describe it as kind of like local alchemy. So while I've worked with like uh, main stage TED Talks, uh, speakers or you know, Eurovision winners and people who are performing 300 nights a year or more, I've also done very deep therapeutic based work with high security prisoners and people who have, you know, acute uh blockages in their in their voice or also who are suffering from various biopsychosocial dis-ease so whether it's people who have you know uh, severe psychosis or who have you know fourth stage cancer there's so much that the voice can do so i really approach it from both like a very traditional scientific um perspective and also from many different other kind of traditional earth-based indigenous folkloric holistic angles and you know for over 20 years I've been a, a yoga teacher and really in a lot of ways I teach people the yoga of the voice and I guess to say a little bit more is like we can recognize when you know it feels really good to get a massage or we really need sleep or gosh you know it's good to floss every day uh, and and just in that same way there's like a vocal hygiene that we can do Wow. And there are a lot of things we have in our traditional urban life. Um, and even, you know, pre high tech era, there's always been different things that can interfere with our sense of vocal freedom, whether it's, you know, drinking a lot of caffeine or not getting sleep, or even like hormonally where we are in our cycle for men and women, both. There's a very amazing symbiotic relationship between hormones and the voice. So anyway, there's so many different things that are involved in like where our voice sits. And we might not even realize it, but we'll have a vocally on, vocally off day or a minute or moment. And our voice can actually change in our relationships. And not even for like our own relationship to our voice, but other people are experiencing where we place our sound. And in fact, our whole nervous system, hierarchically was sort of designed Subdiaphragmatically, superdiaphragmatically, by how we receive sound. Our kind of primordial reptilian subdiaphragmatic uh, nervous system, and then our more superdiaphragmatic mammalian nervous system, all is about receiving sound, reading people's voices. So it's amazing how connected we are to our voice, and we might not even really realize it. So when I work with people, I help them become more sensorially aware to feel their voice more and to stop getting trapped in their head and being like, well I'm Leslie and I'm talking too much right now and people are gonna think this because my voice sounds like too New Yorkish or whatever. And to realize that my body's an instrument and that my voice primarily is here for me to catalyze my pleasure. And that's you know that's kind of a big nutshell of how I work.
0: It's Amazing to me, and what I want people to really understand is that it's not just you know, when you think of a vocal co- coach or a voice coach, you think of a performer, but you're talking about helping people who aren't necessarily singers, you're just helping people exercise their voice, utilize their voice, be in tune with their voice, know what it means. Because as you talk about it being an instrument it's also a signal. It alarms us of when something's good, something's bad, and, and by being in tune, you're actually
1: being more aware
0: of yourself.
1: Yeah, ladies. Totally. Um, it's, it's amazing because actually, the first thing that happens when we get on the planet is that we announce our presence vocally. If a child doesn't cry, there's something acutely wrong with that mm. child. And when they cry, it's not just a sort of beautiful quintessential symbolic Mm -mm. gesture it Mm -hmm. actually starts our biological independent functioning away from our parent so it's it floods the energies we need for the internal organs to work and for you know digestion to happen so there's so much and then our voice we naturally find ourselves vocalizing in things like labor or i'll Mm -hmm. even say orgasm or even you know my friend was telling me when his daughter goes to bed she last thing she does is she he you knows she's falling asleep because she has a sigh <sighs> well, you to sleep. Yeah. and so yeah I don't only work with performers though I do love to I, I have the ability to work very very deeply and meticulously because I have a master's in performance and production and um from Berkeley, the music school. And I mean, just from 20 years of being a composer and a performer, I can go very deeply into ear training and music theory mm-hmm. and that kind of technique. But what I really like to do is help performers realize that there's a therapeutic quality to vocalizing. That's why my technique is therapeutic vocal performance technique. Because if you think about the first blues singer, I love thinking about this. When you think about like how the kind of lineage of the like, social conditions that were going on that the blues came out of, right? Like diaspora, slavery, oppression. Yeah. When you think about that, you just imagine one woman like wailing the blues and gathering all of her tumult from her gut. And using the voice almost like a vacuum, like a listening light, to go in the meticulous caverns and feel all her intensity, and get her breath underneath it, and literally rip it, let it wail. And and when she did, it wasn't only to her benefit. Actually, everybody who heard her, if anyone hears that sort sort of emotional, vulnerable singing, it uplifts all of us. So in a way, the voice is like this master recycler. It takes all of our stagnation. And it kind of returns it to free energy. So I think of us really as like natural resources. We're all like windmills. We're very much like um, functioning tools that can use the voice to catalyze and move life through us. So, And it's very
0: true because a lot of people, you know, I can respect what you do because the whole purpose of my mission is to help people use it because so many people don't use it and then even use it for some things, but don't understand the full capacity. Like the voice is such a powerful thing. It's not just a matter of talking. It's not just a matter of singing. It's not just a matter of having it. It's what you do with
1: it. Totally. I I did a workshop like a couple of months ago with uh, the deaf community in New York city. And that was like, I learned so much in that. And I really felt like they would be the best, the best fans of the work because they could feel vibration because really, when it comes down to it, like right now, can I do a little like exercise with this? Just so mm-hmm. you can play with this because you have a freaking beautiful voice. Oh my god, your voice is so beautiful. I can feel it just because. Oh I wow. Think. Yeah. So if we just right now take a breath in through our mouth and open the interior mouth enough so you can feel the cool air kind of go down to your belly. And then on your exhale, just give a smile and hum and feel like you're pulling that sound in toward yourself, like you're pulling um, a treasure chest out of the ocean. And let's just go like this. Let me hear you. Oh. Yeah. We'll do it together. Ready? Here we go. Which one sounded better. No, no, no. First of all, that's the whole trick. That's the trick, right? We're all so locked in. Oh, my voice is bad, or I don't perform, or I'm, no one hears me sing, or your voice is better
0: than mine, you know? It totally something made me think of the clarinet, because what you just do with your mouth is how the embouchure with the clarinet was. Mm-hmm. And that's the key to, and it's so interesting, because the reason I quit performing was because I started having panic attacks. And what your, your practices totally would help with that, because what started happening was this part of my mouth would open uncontrollably and it wouldn't close. So the air was seeping out without going where I needed it to go. So listening to you is like, I could hear my, my, um, my private coach yelling at me. (laughs) So when you just did that, it took me back because it is so important that all of this is right you know, and even listening to the sound that came out of your mouth that let me know I wasn't doing it right. So that's why I said your sounded completely better, because you can tell where the air is going, where it's coming from, and if you're pulling it from the right places. But I totally go, and I go with you into that deep, deep place when we start doing this stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, two things from what you said. One, you brought up a great point, um, and I want to tell a story about it, but I won't. I'll just say that the voice is literally like a camera. It takes pictures of memories in our body and that's because it carries our expression it carries our self-identity it carries like the integrity of our heart's truth and so if we even hear a word it can bring like a giant you yep. know connotation to yep, mind. i totally went back 20 years ago on like told just that quick yeah, and that's exactly why it's so nice to learn how to like, literally almost like take our persona, our personhood off and put it aside and say, okay, I'm going to use my mind, not to like totally grab onto my ego and be like, well, I'm Leslie and I'm doing this right now and in 30 minutes, I have something else to do and then I'm going to eat lunch. But to use my mind as a tool to say, okay, all I'm going to do right now is relax my physical body, feel the space around me, I'm going to inhale, fill up my ribcage And I'm going to literally just feel my lips touch my teeth, touch my tongue. And I'm going to just make a sound. I'm going to close my eyes. Just see if you can do that, how that feels. Feels awesome. Yeah. And so the amazing thing is just like one tiny tool. Like who would have thought this? First of all, in order to say mother in any language, we have to bring our lips together. That means we have to feel, we have to feel the vibration of sound into our body. Wow. Who want that? Just, yeah it's cool just to say hmm let's say you're walking where i live in new york which is like the biggest nervous system tweak in the world almost i mean not the world but you know it's up there and anytime you're feeling like tweaked out just hum and and the more you can feel your lips touch your teeth touch your tongue there's a conductivity that happens there so, I mean, there's so many different things to kind of go through. When I, when I work with people singing, it's not just like, la, 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 la. There's a whole poetic anatomy a physics of how the voice body works. And yep. people don't typically, I'd have to say, teach that in like your traditional, like, you know, singing school. It's very much like a, a yoga. It's very much a physics. And I kind of help people regard their physical body, their physiological body on a very technical level. I call it the poetic anatomy of the voice. So I kind of bring people through that. And, and in that process, we kind of unpack and unravel some of the things that are are bringing dis-ease to their body.
0: And that's exactly why it's therapeutic. So, you know, you make me think of a fun therapist because what you just did, even with breathing in, like you made me self-conscious of my posture, which is horrible when I'm doing this because I'm always leaning forward and all the tension is in my neck. And just even by doing the vocal exercise, I was hesitant because I knew what you were doing. You were making me relax, which is something I never do. And so even, you know, I'm able to see, listening. I'm able to see you and knowing your posture is perfect and just how you hold your head. And that is where a lot of disease comes from. And so without even talking, to you or you talking to me, I know you can totally see and read somebody's body language and know, you know, what's ailing them, whether it be health, whether it be mental. And that's why I just want to shed light on the point that by you being uh, a voice alchemy, as you said, it's deeper than just coaching. It literally is something in a creative manner to where it doesn't feel painful and it's not you know something that people would um would run from because when you think about talking about all of these things that we're talking about about the psyche and about you know moving forward and exercising your voice your ego and confidence which are all things that you say that I preach about constantly i just want people to understand that there's different ways to attack it and you have a way that allows you to be creative allows you to be um authentic and allows you to just be free
1: to just be you totally thank you for for seeing that for sharing that and and i love what you said that you can read people posturally because i'm actually like currently right now today just designing i do workshops and i'm just designing a event and one of the things that i like people to do after they get kind of a sense of three different places in our vocal i call it the vocal body it's not like your human body it's a little Mm -hmm. different your vocal body takes into consideration the space that's arm's length distance around mm-hmm. yourself. Like, m- Da Vinci drew this perfectly in that kind of, like, anatomy of man. You've seen that, like, arms out circle. Uh-huh. And gymnasts draw upon that circle yes, a lot. Ballerinas, sort of... I think of this area as an extension of our voice, this circle around us. It's almost like an egg shape. In fact, it is. If you bring your arms out 360 degrees around you in every direction, you create an ovular shape. And interestingly, all life is just jaded in an ovular shape, almost always in an egg. And I think of our body as the yellow of that egg and this vocal body area as the nourishing white of that egg. So when we're using the voice, rather than me just pushing out to you, I need to actually commandeer conduct and powerfully own my vocal body area and actually drink it in like it's ambrosia and what happens is a lot of times we're disconnected to this area and it's amazing as women how we can actually disconnect even specifically in certain points of our cycle just like I'm really into fertility and really into our our female cycles because that is where we're so connected to the earth through this cycle. And just, yeah, one of the things that really happens for women when we're getting really premenstrual is that we can feel tight, right? We, our body gets tight and we feel internal. I don't know about you, but for me, it's like, eh, I don't every, all the clothes don't feel comfortable. You just, so there's literally from the inside out. Yeah. And it's amazing where our voice plays into that because if we can stay cognizant with the vocal body area, and comfortable and connected to this area then a lot of times we can sort of make that part of our our cycle a little bit better and also allow ourselves to kind of go inside allow our voices to quiet it's very much like a a winter an internal introspective moment so yeah there's so much to understand I guess and how the voice works. I know I'm talking a lot, but I just know I'm loving
0: it because I'm sitting here, you're keeping me calm. Like I don't know what it is, but the presence of your voice it has a power. So I'm sitting here literally just in awe and calm. And I I was thinking about yoga and meditation in my head because there's a presence about you that just brings that aura of peace. And I just want other people to know that, to to feel that And, and I was talking to someone this morning and I was telling her that the trajectory of your life really has to do with who's around you. And so just, I was in my mind thinking about your presence and even in your work and somebody starting to change, you know, their posture, the way they think, the way. And I also, when you were talking about cycles, I was thinking about the, the many different voices that I have and what they mean and how I am a very, I'm very observant about people's voices. And once I hear a voice, I never forget it. And, and so you're making me just think because I think that has to do with being a musician. And the training is that you become aware of this, and so even when people, you know, my husband will, you know, say something, and he'll say, "No, I didn't mean that," and I'm like, "Yes, you did," because I can, I can hear it, you know. And so you're just making me think. You're making my wheels turn, and I love it because people need to just be aware, you know. Awareness is is what we all need, but I want people to also understand there's so many different ways to educate yourself on one particular topic. and and wellness, you actually exemplify wellness and awareness um, um, and self-confidence. And just, I get it,
1: like I get it. I love where you just went. I love the piece you just touched on around how we can actually hear. Part of the voice is actually listening, almost all of the voice. Our voice is influenced by two giant things. How much listening is feeling? It's a sense, you know. And animals, I like have had the privilege of being around some really, you know, world famous scientists who study uh, animal behavior. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm like a soft member. I mean, I've done a lot of research for them, but I not I'm not an actual scientist. Like, I definitely will not identify as a scientist. But I've done a lot of research lately on how like whales use sound and uh, it's so profound they're using sound on a physical level like they don't have external technology and industry they use sound as a physical barricade as highways of communication and movement as ways to optimize their regulatory functions their cycles as ways to honor their gender differences on a very finesse on a very finesse level as a way to welcome themselves into menopause they're one of the only other animals that go through menopause they're kind of like the grandmothers of menopause actually wow yeah and they really value like the the moon and the sun equally it's very interesting to see what that does to an industry right um so but um what i loved what you said was that you can hear with the voice. And that is something that actually, the voice is, is so vibrational and so rich that we can actually hear ourselves when we speak and we can hear where other people really are. Like you said, you can hear if your husband actually meant something or not. Mm-hmm. And that's an, a great part of the voice is that the more we work on it, the more we get to value and honor our intuition. Yes. The more we can hear yeah, well, our energy.
0: Say that word again, because that is my favorite word.
1: Intuition.
0: I love that word.
1: That's so great. When I was a like nineteen-year-old hippie in Hawaii with my best friend Ethan Louis, who's amazing, I would walk around, and we literally were like, we literally would just follow our intuition. I used to walk around and go, "Intuition is a bright light," and I would just sing, "Intuition is a bright light" all day. And I was such a little hippie. I love it. You know the crazy thing is like, have you ever been in a situation where? You know, you forget something. Like the other day, my friend and I forgot something at a restaurant. We went back, you know, for three minutes. And I said, our life is eternally changed. We mm-hmm. went back for three minutes. And we have no idea what would have happened if we didn't go back those three minutes. Like, you know? And you know and, what? That stuff is is on purpose, too. Right.
0: It's, the, it's a, um, what do you call it? It's an intervention.
1: I love that. And the thing is, is like, I just made a plane ticket, for example. And there was a part of me that's like, I don't know, like, I can see why this trip is great, but there's also maybe something else happening here. I could, you know, we can hear in our mind when we get more connected to our voice, we can hear in our mind. We can start to just, we don't have to judge, but we can just start to take inventory on like, how much am I following, you know, anxious reactivity and how much am I following patient self-listening? Yes. And it's hard, man. It's hard to follow patient self-listening because, I mean, I it's taken years and years and years for the vocabulary to be here globally where I can say and not be hated to say or even know how to say. We're stepping out of the patriarch. The patriarchs in all of us, I don't think of it as just men. And men are beautiful. There are some men I freaking love like more than anything. Um, but we're stepping into a time for all of us collectively where we can start to feel. You know, men are... Are getting more vulnerable, and it's they're having their own revolution around that. And women are like, Don't put us in a box, nope. and so it can be hard. Mm-hmm. You know, 90% of our day can be like involuntary reactivity. And if we just have that 10% while we're listening, it might make no sense. Like, why don't I no, want to go to what you said
0: That is what changed my life because I've now started validating my intuition and listening uh, and, you know, uh the 36 years of my life i i was reactive you know and when you live reactive you know and not intentional you get reactivity but if you live yeah, yeah. intentional and you start paying attention to your intuition the trajectory changes and so that's what i want people to understand and so you talking about the voice whether it be the inner voice the outer voice it is so powerful because no matter what it's saying to you it means something and when you validate and endorse that meaning that's when you're good
1: so clearly love that you're saying inner voice and outer voice because a lot of the work that i do actually combines like neuro-linguistic programming right because we have like the law of attraction idea and this affirmative thinking but what happens when we take Affirmative thinking, vibration and frequency, whether it's listening to pre-existing frequencies that are made in certain algorithms to kind of influence the neurochemistry of the brain. I mean, those are very real scientifically tested things. We can use music therapeutically. But also what happens when we start to say to ourselves, I am worthy, I am enough, I am enough, I'm enough. And then what happens when we take that and we turn it to sound? And we fill our body like a singing bowl. You know, like one of those bowls you use a stick. And it's an Indian, original Indian instrument, right? And we get to fill our body with our breath underneath. I am enough. And I just want you to try that just for me, just to feel it. Because it doesn't matter if you're freaking Michelle Obama or whoever you are. Like Just saying I am enough is good for everybody. So if we just take a breath and we feel under, if you just feel and feel, sorry, if you just feel your breath is like a baby, imagine you're holding like a big baby, like a baby elephant and you breathe into your mouth and as you breathe in the mouth, hold the breath in and just like you're holding a baby elephant, hold like, hold a big baby in front of you with your arms, hold a baby and then you feel your breath supporting you and now speak into that space and say, I am enough. Just say that to me. I am enough. Yeah, I am enough and say it back. I am enough. Yeah, it feels good, right?
0: Yeah, but I had a baby elephant in my brain.
1: <laughs> 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 we finished. want to, that that whole baby elephant analogy is because when we speak, especially as women, but all of us, diaphragmatically, our diaphragm lifts up. It's very interesting. Yes, it is. I felt I, I seriously felt
0: I felt the pressure. Like you can feel, and even the visual that you give is
1: like you can feel the, the magnitude. Yeah, because when we have a very breathy voice, our, our rib cage collapses. And actually, we can't feel our diaphragm. There are no nerve endings in the diaphragm, which is bizarre. It's such a metaphorical like anomaly, the diaphragm. But, and, when it, and when we inhale, it contracts. And usually when I think of contraction, I think of getting small. But it actually like, expands, widens, expands, expands, and gets stiff. So when we give less breath away and we drop our voice low, we can feel the like the support of our of our voice underneath. And then if I speak really high, I can feel it up here. But the amazing thing is, is we have all these false holds because ultimately our breath is what is supporting the voice. We're holding on to nothing. But it's so hard to hold on to nothing. That a lot of times we'll lock our throat here and say, like, well, I'd really like to have this job. You know, I think you should really hire me. Or we have our shoulders up to our ears. And so I help people see where are they keeping themselves from feeling confident in their voice. Wow.
0: So now I just drop my shoulders because my shoulders are always in my ears.
1: Thanks. Well, that's an amazing thing about the voice is it's so paradoxical, too, because it's so perfectly feminine. So it has a bunch of contradictions that work somehow. And the shoulders are away from the ears while, and this is at least for warming up, while our armpits are very much away from the hips. So I call it the Statue of Liberty posture, which is great, because she's such a graceful, freaking <laughs> liberated woman, right? So she's like, Right. She's like her chest is wide. Her shoulders are down. Her ears are high. Her hips are low. She has space around her body and she owns it. And so the more we can do that, I mean, it's hard for all of us. And that's why we need each other.
0: You give me so much to think about, but so let's, let's talk about somebody who wants to learn from you, work with you or grow from you. How would they do that?
1: Mm, I love, working with people you know my clients are like my family (laughs) Um, and there are many different ways people can work with me i do an immersive session uh, called vocal alchemy where i'm based in new york city but i work internationally as well so there are a variety of options, in person for people who are out of town, they come to New York, I facilitate a really beautiful therapeutic healing space. We do like a two, three day deep dive for a few hours each day. Um, there are different price points for that, depending on you know what what's going on for them. And that's really profound work. And then we have a couple follow-up sessions afterwards. And that's kind of like equivalent to literally like a year of psychotherapy, I experience my students say, um, and it's really good for people who are going through extreme grief, uh, transition, who are just ready to shed addictive behaviors. Really oh. good for that kind of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I love I love working in that capacity, and then I do Skype sessions too, which are more and and we can do deep vocal alchemy work on that capacity too. I can also do like. There are different kind of layers and tiers of the work that I'll do so sometimes it's just like understanding vocal technique on a very like logistical level people who want to start to like learn how to sing in a in a more controlled way in a way that they feel more pleasure and joy public speaking training for major talks and presentations maybe ghost writing for people when they're performing yeah I help them kind of finesse their 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 talks um and So I work virtually, I work in person. Um, I work in my own studio, I work in um, universities, I work in, in, you know, theater companies. Uh, I've worked kind of all over hospitals, you know, all sorts of different places in homes, clients. So that's kind of it. And then one way that people can work with me indirectly, and I'm kind of always like, I bet you're like this too. I'm kind of like always available via email. Like I immediately respond to anybody.
0: I, I, have, I have all my screens up at all times. I don't know why. And I have to tell myself, okay, you don't have to answer immediately. And then the ADHD kicks in and I'm like, but I promise I could do it all. But that's why I, I think for me, I gel with you because people don't understand the creative brain unless you really understand the creative brain. And when you're talking about addiction and grief and all those things, what you're doing is so paramount, because most times that affects the creative brain. It affects the creative brain differently than it affects a normal brain. And so when you think on certain levels, you have to introduce different ways to cope, because it's not the same as everybody else. Oh my God, I love you, I'm yes, like, because. I'm jamming
1: with you right now, so. Yeah, because the corpus colossal in the middle of the brain is where music hits. And it helps bridge the left and the right brain, which we know, the, our, most of us know the left brain is all about our, like, organization. Our right brain is, like, the freedom. And so music can really heal that place. And it's amazing. The center of the brain, where in yoga they call it sattvic, calm, relaxed, centered life happens there. When we're really frontally, frontal, lobally active, we're firing, you know. and. All the time and as you said the creative brain we have like a really crazy Rolodex of where we like tuck things away you know I could say like we're we all have synesthesia I could say to you yellow oatmeal and you'll be like no I have a memory and then yeah it's so so sensitive in there and so and
0: say, where did you go and it's like just keep going I'm, I'm here
1: Totally. And so the voice work really helps unravel that. It's really good for clearing like repetitive dreams when people have like repetitive nightmares, it's kind of deep in the hypnosis way. But, but I also work very, very traditionally with people who are training for Broadway and you know, that kind of thing who just want to like nail a song mm-hmm. or finish writing their musical. Mm-hmm. Um, but people can work with me via my e-course, which I think right now is it's really, it's like a, it was priced at like $1,000, but I offer it for like 5 95 And if people contact me directly for the holidays, I can give them like 15% off of that even. And that brings you through six modules of understanding your voice as an instrument. And I think that's really good. And also if people want to do in-person or Skype work, I can, I create a deal sometimes where I throw that in. So, Oh, they can check me out on dynamicvoicetraining.com. That's my coaching site my artist site is Helpert the agency that's h-e-l-p-e-r-t the agency.com um yeah and there's a bunch of stuff on youtube and other interviews and stuff like that but i i love working doing this work and i i really know this and that in the way that like 15 years ago you couldn't find a yoga studio like maybe one per town mm-hmm. I think in like 20 years you're gonna have like vocal hygiene studios like three of them are on every block and you know, <laughs> people are
0: going to be in there screaming you know, and that would be amazing because the thing about it is it's not readily available and you know i was considered a band geek because i was a musician and a lot of people don't know that i was a musician but when you have that type of training and when you have that type of brain you think differently so i am like happy to like see a brain like yours it's it's i don't know it's it's like home it's just weird Um, because a lot of times, you know, when you're in society and you're trying to fit into these jobs and all these things, you can't figure out why you just feel different. And that's because you are designed differently. And so what you're doing and the work that you're doing is so amazing. Um, I definitely will share the word, especially as far as grief, because what you're doing is training the brain. And that's, that's something that a lot of people don't want to do it the traditional ways. And so you have means to do it differently
1: so many resources that come from so many different models, whether it's, you know, traditional far Eastern lineages, Native American lineages, creative lineages, so many. And oh, and and I wanted to say, it's so cool for you to touch into your musical energy. And uh, yeah, I hope that plants a little seed for you to just, I know that you're, you're continually expanding. We're all continually integrating more and more of ourselves into our thing. And you know what's crazy when I'm not
0: on camera i'm listening to music because it's what what it fills me and you know once you're a musician and once you're an artist it never goes away and, you know, it was really hard being a therapist because I was like, okay, like, um, there's got to be other ways that I could do this. But, you know, when you create something like what you have and you're incorporating your artistry with your music and with your skill and with your education, that's what I want people to understand is that when they see entrepreneurs that they see your business or they see something, they don't understand the hours of education, the years of experience and the research that goes behind every modality that you use. You know, not to mention the experience of going to different places and working, as you just said, with multiple cultures and practices. Because you have to take a little bit from here, a little bit from here, a little bit from here and tweak it, put it together and make it do what it does for the right client. You know, everything doesn't work the same for the same people. So I admire you. I love what you're doing. I thank you for being here. It's powerful. And um, I'm keeping you in my pocket.
1: Awesome, I love that. And just one more thing too is that I have a um training program for people who are in the world of wellness, public speaking or uh, running human resources in their company, etc., and they want to know how to integrate vocal empowerment for the people that they're working with. Uh and it's, you know, it's a half year, sometimes it can even be a couple of months, 3 months kind of program. So I would be happy to tell people about that too. And then the last piece, you're talking about creativity. Just want to say, I think that the people who have, and I kind of believe everyone's creative, but the people who kind of roll with that, taking a little bit here, taking a little bit there, entrepreneur, you know, lifestyle, I think that's sort of the whole, you know, the evolutionary kind of deal. It's like, all right, we've got to make it where some people can't sit still in the status quo because trans disciplinary learning is, Transdisciplinary learning is what what creates new the new paths. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, I'm really glad to connect with you. In Montgomery, said so you're in Montgomery, yeah. Yes, ma'am. Beautiful. Give the South my love. I spent a lot of years down there, so I will. And we definitely got
0: to hook up and do something in the future. Um, and definitely for public speaking and all, I will spread the word. I talk to people who are in this room all the time and i was speaking with someone this morning trying to find her voice so you know um thank you for being here um you've given me a, a lot to think about because um yeah yeah um in my therapy walk i wanted to be a music therapist but i didn't know you know, I wanted to create music therapy, and in my last job at a treatment center, I really wanted to implement it, but I didn't own it. So I was like, okay, you guys need to do this, but they didn't listen. So, um, yeah, you got my wheels turning, so thank you. I love I love when my wheels start turning, so. Great. Keep them, keep them turning. Keep me posted on where they go. I will, because I'm definitely going to need to pick your brand in the future and may need you to help me with some projects. So, um, love. this is just the beginning. So.
1: Very excited. You ready?
0: Last words for listeners.
1: Yeah, I'm going to just give. uh, Maybe I'll send you to the little. I'm an illustrator too, and I'll send you the illustration so you can maybe post it on the podcast. But um, yesterday, I uh, like the little quote came to me as I was brushing my teeth. I was actually feeling like, oh, you know, I really need to hear this. I really need to hear that. And I was like, I don't know who needs to tell me that. And I, I wrote, whisper in your own inner ear the words that you need to hear. So whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you need to hear today from some lover, from your mother, from your kids, from your boss, the the thing you need to hear, you can do it. You can handle it. You're amazing. You're so gifted. You're here on earth to do that. You can survive. You can pay your rent this month. Whatever it is you need to hear, whisper it in your own inner ear because you know that you can. Yeah. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. All right. All day. Thank you for reminding me. Why we do the work, right? You drop the mic
0: on that one because you have to tell yourself what you need to hear. Um, so powerful. Well, thank you for being here, Leslie. Thank you so much, Anika. Thank you. All right, listeners, that's another episode of Your Voice, Your Power. We are out. Stay powerful.